and welcome back to Orbiter Cafe Radio. Hi from Fausto. And hi from Gaetano as well. We have a special episode today with a guest from Piaget, Content Ebert. Welcome, Content. Hi, hi everyone. Content, first of all, uh, thanks a lot for joining us today for this uh, for this podcast about uh, about Piaget, about also the novelties that Piaget has unveiled during the recent digital watches and wonders. They say the first edition of watches and wonders that went digital for all the reasons that we know. So my first question regards the the flagship of uh, not only of the of the of Piaget as a brand. I would say a flagship, may I say, of the entire group. And I'm talking about the Altiplano Ultimate concept. I believe that by all in the business, we do believe that the AUC or the Altiplano Ultimate Concept is a great achievement and no doubt again the flagship. Um, is the Ultrafin approach restricted to the Altiplano collection or as a brand are you planning to extend it to the Polo S collection too, for example? Okay, that's, that's a good question because uh, it brings uh, us back to the roots of Piaget. Uh, Piaget has started uh, its existence as a movement manufacturer first uh, and then uh, after the first uh, ultrafin movement uh, in 1957 uh, we started uh, the, the amazing adventure of, uh, of Altiplano but uh, from this uh, beginning with ultrafin movements uh, it was the 9P caliber in 1957 and then in, in 1960 it was the 12P uh, the intention of Piaget was to use this ultra-thin know-how uh, at the service of the creativity, uh, the, I would say the initial interest of ultra-thin mechan um, mechanism was to be uh, able to have thicker dials, for example, uh, to have uh, uh, ornamental stone dials and to bring vivid colors and then creativity to the, to the watches. And from this beginning, uh, many of the pieces of Piaget, including uh, jewelry pieces and including uh, feminine watches, were using these ultra-thin movements. So it, it was not only dedicated to, uh, to Altiplano. Uh, and today we can say that, uh, yes, uh, Altiplano is hosting most of the ultra-thin movements and quite, uh, it's quite synonym of, uh, of uh, ultra-thinness uh, because, of, of course, uh, there is this connection between the movements and the case, but it's not the only uh, collection that is using ultra-thin calibers. For example, we have the, um, uh, the Limelight Gala uh, in mechanical movements, hosting all, uh, as well the, the 430p uh, ultra-thin caliber uh, of Piaget. We have uh, the tradition as well. Uh, we have uh, also Imperador in a way, uh, even if it's... Uh, with major complications, these complications, they are around four millimeter thickness, so they are also ultra-thin um, movements. So it's not really restricted to that. We can say that, yes, with the relaunch of the ultra-thin spirit of, at Piaget uh, in, um, in 2000, uh, I think that, yes, Altiplano was the one that was expressing the more this ultra-thin spirit uh, with all the story of the records and so on, but so definitely not. Uh, I think that uh, there is um, I mean, no limitation to Altiplano. Uh, and of course, uh, for us, to support the creativity for ladies' watches, to support also, uh, uh, I would say, the bold elegance, like uh, collections like uh, Piaget Polo, for example, we can, uh, we can definitely imagine that ultra-thin calibers could, uh, could um, 
be even more, uh, I would say, highlighted in other collections that Antiplano. But for sure, yes, this story of uh, this love story between Antiplano and Ultrasync Calibers uh, is going to continue and, and, and maybe in a, in a new chapter, uh, like the one we, we see today with this uh, two millimeter uh, Antiplano Ultimate concept. That that's great. Um, and thanks, Quentin. Uh, in the in the in the modern world of watchmaking, the the concept of experience is 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 very important. Is getting more important by the day, and especially with a brand like Piaget, it really has an uh, uh, an amazing uh, pedigree in terms of uh, craftsmanship. So real 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 value in terms of innovation and and uh, and artisanship. Uh, are you planning to bring any of this? Uh, to Piaget to help uh, the media and your collectors, your clients to really uh, understand and really feel what uh, set Piaget apart from the rest of the competition. Um, that's an interesting question, and I think that nowadays, uh, with such a, I would say a difficult context, we there is kind of a trend for me to go back to go back to what really matters, to go back to, to I would say, to the roots. Uh, and um, I think that's a, that kind of experience that uh, we can say, we can see um, more and more into uh, the various brands, I think is, is going into that direction of being more consistent and so on. I think uh, from my perspective, I think that the brands today, they are going to succeed even more uh, if they have a consistent and reliable message that uh, is understood clearly by uh, the customers and, and by the people. Uh, for me, that really makes the difference. But it's not only the message or the experience, it's uh, for me even more the consistency of this message. If the customer can feel that from the beginning, from the, I would say, the strategic intention uh, to uh, to uh, all the process of doing a new watch to uh, the boutique and so on. This message stays the same, and there is no like a uh, yes bullshit uh, behind. Uh, this definitely makes the difference. What I think it's uh, is difficult to say is that uh, this uh, seek for experiences doesn't have to. Uh, to uh, I would say lead us away from the reality. It's 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 uh, yes, it's interesting. It's impactful to create uh, I don't know experiences like uh, climbing the Everest or or, or diving into the uh, I would say uh, the the very deep sea. Uh, yes, that makes sense. But for me, the experience that we would like to give to Piaget is first for me is very human. Uh, at Piaget, there, there are two very important things. Uh, the first thing I think is really what uh, if Piaget has stressed very much uh, is the human, the human being, the human relation. At Piaget, there is this, um, I would say, this shared joy spirit, this, uh, uh, yeah, this, uh, this spirit of sharing the experiences with the people. Uh, it was very strong with the Piaget Society, uh, I would say built by Mr. Piaget. So this is, for me, one very important part, Piaget that is celebrating. Uh, and the second part that is very important uh, is also uh, the craftsmanship and the artisans. Uh, if we come back to Mr. Piaget as well, 
he was saying, uh, entering the manufacturers and so on, he was saying, uh, salut les artistes, meaning hello uh, the artists, uh, talking to uh, either the, the designers, but also uh, the craftsmen. Uh, and this experience of the Piaget uh, craftsmanship, the Piaget arts, as we, as we could say, uh, for me is really the, the experience of what really makes sense to Piaget uh, and uh, what is very distinctive. Basically, these are, I would say, the points that uh, makes uh, us be very different. The art of uh, movement, we were talking about ultra-thin movements. This is something that is very uh, uh, dear to us. The, the gold crafting, the manufacturer uh, uh, with the craft of gold, with the gem setters, uh, with the engravers, it's really um, another kind of, of experience. Uh, the art of, uh, I would say, we say the art of light when we talk about diamonds and the fact of magnifying the diamonds. Uh, and uh, we have uh, one of the very few uh, uh, joyery atelier in Geneva uh, for watches, which if you visit the manufacturer, it's definitely an experience. Um, and, uh, and we could say uh, something like this uh, also for the art of bringing color. Uh, as we say, color uh, was brought uh, to the watches with um, ornamental stones. And this is something very uh, uh, important to us, bring contrast. So all these things uh, for us is, uh, for me, is the Piaget experience. The challenge today uh, is to uh, is to bring it uh, more and more to the eyes of the customers, uh, and this is something with, that we uh, we pay a lot of, of attention in in, in doing uh, uh, digitally, uh, also uh, more and more in our boutiques. We want also to to highlight these uh, these crafts. Uh, if if you go, <laughs> if you were gone to uh, to uh, watches and wonders, you would have seen uh, also uh, that kind of experience, but more in the celebration way. Um, uh, and this, this is what uh, we have been experiencing in these last years uh, with the Piaget Beach, uh, with the Piaget Pool, and so on. Um, so definitely uh, yes, but uh, the experience of what we really are without any. Um, uh, I would say a shadow without any uh, any uh, foggy effect that uh, for me would disturb the the I would say the uh, the uh, uh, intimate or or the relevant uh, or the true I would say connection with the with the customers. Content. Thanks a lot. And then we come to to the last question. So we move a bit. Let's say from the first one when we talk about the, the Altiplano. And let's move to the, the, let's say, the sports collection with the Polo and the Polo S. They are among Piaget's most successful watches. Will there be any further development on this series anytime soon? And can you please also talk about the vision regarding the rest of the collection? Because again, there's a lot of focus on the Altiplano. Also, talking to Ultrafin, we were, I was thinking that, Everything ultra-thin in Piaget was about uh, the Altiplano, but it's not like that. Can, can you tell us more about both topics? So, Paul and Paul plus the vision of, of, of Piaget as a brand regarding the entire collection. Thank you. You want a teaser? 
<laughs> oh, cool, yeah. uh, that's uh, maybe uh, how to start. Maybe it's uh, interesting to um, to to start in the origin of the um, the Piaget Polo collection. Piaget Polo uh, was uh, created in uh, uh, 1979, I think. Uh, so yeah, uh, 40 years ago, uh, and uh, at that time, it was uh, I would say the first uh, sports watch in gold. And, uh, and Piaget Polo really set his mark uh, because uh, it's within the names at Piaget, uh, together with Altiplano, that is the most known and powerful. Uh, when we relaunched uh, the, the collection uh, uh, with Piaget Polo S uh, in, um, uh, when was it? It was in 2016. Uh, there was the intention of, uh, yes, uh, taking back this very strong spirit of Piaget Polo uh, with also the intention of targeting uh, a new clientele. Uh, and I think, uh, I, th I think we did it. Yes, it's a, it's a very uh, strong commercial success at Piaget. It's within the, I would say, the four pillar collections uh, of the brand. Uh, and we will keep uh, capitaliz capitalizing uh, on this. Maybe it's also important to say that uh, within the genes uh, of uh, what you know today as Piaget Polo, uh, you have some genes of uh, the Emperador Cousin uh, shape. Uh, this, uh, this grammar of shapes that is very uh, dear to Piaget. Uh, and what we uh, what we do right now is that we are merging these two, meaning that Emperador uh, uh, is becoming Piaget Polo Emperador. So that means uh, that we are, I would say, making the bond between uh, the existing references of Piaget Polo in steel, in gold, on bracelet, on strap, together with um, uh, high complications, uh, with tourbillon, with mini tributes, with um, uh, skeletons, and so on. Uh, so we, that shows the way uh, that we are taking to uh, to drive the, the future of uh, of Piaget Polo, uh, and we are we are going to extend this collection in, in this direction. Um, what is important also to say, what could be said, is that uh, uh, we have almost thirty percent of customers on Piaget Polo uh, that are um, that are female. Uh, so it's already uh, a big, uh, a big uh, amount of uh, of the uh, the audience for Piaget Polo. So it's important also to to build a future on, on this. So we are also going to uh, to uh, to create uh, variations of of Piaget Polo to reach even more uh, this uh, this audience, which is very important to Piaget because uh, we are. Uh, a brand also, uh, I would say, a dual brand because we have uh, our feminine and masculine side uh, together as well as the, the jewelry and, and watchmaking side uh, uh, all together. So this, it's really, uh, this balance is very important for, for us and it's going to be uh, uh, also important for the future of uh, Piaget Polo. Piaget Polo is, is also important because, yes, it's, uh, it's addressing um, Yes, younger generations, but customers all, all around the world, not only in Asia where we are uh, strong, uh, but also uh, in the uh, in the US. Uh, the US uh, is uh, was the market uh, for for Piaget Polo, 
Piaget Polo uh, in the 80s. Uh, he was even bigger uh, than uh, than uh, Rolex at that time. So it's a very important footprint uh, in the US that we have with Piaget Polo, and um, uh, it resonated everywhere in the world. Uh, so it's very important that we uh, we keep uh, capitalizing on, on this and. Uh, yeah, you will see uh, interesting uh, new developments uh, quite soon uh, on Piaget Polo. Uh, stay, stay tuned, <laughs> I would say, for for that. Uh, but I think uh, yes, there is a there is a good uh, thrills to have uh, as well on, on this collection. Thank you very much, Kanten. Just one question: since you were talking about it, you, let's say you a bit uncover the new Piaget Polo are underway. Uh, are we going to expect them in 2020 or 2021, 2022, according to your roadmap? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, I think that uh, you will have uh, questions to, to ask me before the next uh, Watches and Wonder session. Uh, okay, thank you so much. We, we clearly tried to get some spoilers and some uh, some hidden information for our audience. Yes, uh, yes I, I see. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have been very good. I mean, of course, we are, we are trying to make a service to our, to our audience and, and, and to, to the brand itself. So uh, I, again, I think this uh, Orbiter Cafe Radio uh, is becoming a way for people to try to get some insights uh, directly yeah, from, I, from the people making the watches. I think it's important. I mean, it's a very big opportunity, I think, for our uh, audience uh, also to, uh, I would say, uh, during this um, this uh, COVID-19, uh, uh, I would say, experience, uh, that we can, uh, I would say, uh, furthermore um, experience in the future. Uh, there is no reason why such a talk uh, that is, uh, I would say, uh, our way also of sharing our passion for watches uh, uh, to uh, to everyone, uh, and also to uh, to discussing the the future of the world uh, of watchmaking. I think it's very important that we try to continue. Uh, I don't think that uh, there is any reason why it would stop after uh, our going back to work and our leaving home. Uh, yes, for me, it's uh, we were talking about how to. Uh, uh, to make people live uh, uh, various experiences uh, and uh, and and also bring them to to choose the right products and the Piaget product. Uh, I think it's also by uh, having uh, that kind of uh, a very uh, I would say transparent uh, and. Uh, uh, and friendly experience. Yeah, that's that's absolutely agree, and that's great. So I I'm reading between the lines that um, uh, you would like to be with us more. So definitely, we'll try to get you. I'm uh, I'm waiting for your it. next invitation. That's <laughs> that's great. That is that is that is really great. Yes, we will do it, Kantan. And also, you know what? When you are locked down with the COVID nineteen outbreak out there, we as also as watch enthusiasts, we keep dreaming about buying our new watch. So. Often the questions that we we are asking to our uh, to our guests uh, they are also addressed to you know what's what's up next in the, in the shops and uh, everything that regard uh, regards new watches new timepieces novelties so you know what in China they are already talking about revenge shopping so a, as an enthusiast the first thing that you probably doing after after the lockdown is over is to go and buy a new watch. And if you are really a watch aficionado, 
this is most probably the first thing you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So uh, for, for everyone listening to our podcast, uh, More to Come from, from Piaget, that has been very, very uh, interesting and hopefully fun for, for our uh, audience content. Thank you so much. A big thank from Fausto. And a big thank you really from Gaetano as well. Content. Thank you, Gaetano. Thank you, Fausto. And uh, see, you, see you soon. Thank you so much. And uh, uh, see you next week, everyone on Orbiter Cafe Radio. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.